0: 7.20 on a Thursday morning, we do have a live in-studio guest, Brian Edwards, uh, from Northfield Hospital and Clinics Emergency Medical Services with us. Uh, Tex, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me back. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's been probably pre-COVID, pre- It I was definitely pre-COVID, yes, it, it was. It was three years ago, yeah. but uh, thank you so much for coming in Absolutely. today. Absolutely. We had, uh, you know, Rich was uh, talking, uh, we've talked all week really about a uh, an exercise that you had some, some training over the weekend, and Northfield hosted it here in town at uh, the northfield middle school uh, and we 're going to get to that in just a moment or so because it involves it 's a big thing it involves lots right. of different law enforcement emedi- uh, um, uh, emergency medical uh, teams and, and such uh, but uh, this type of training uh, I know that uh, you have been doing this for a while. Can you kind of give us a little background on? what it was about and why you're doing this. Sure. So,
1: it, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty apparent that the need is there. You, you can't go much more than a couple of weeks without reading or hearing another headline about uh, some type of active assailant, active shooter event in the U.S. And um, we realized many years ago, uh, a lot of people a lot smarter than me realized many years ago, we needed to come up with a better way to respond to this. Columbine... The, in 1999 was a big turning point for law enforcement. Law enforcement started learning how to solve this problem much more effectively. Fire and EMS, the other two parts of the public safety spectrum, were not really included in the planning and the training for that. But So they realized that they were law enforcement was stopping people from killing, but they weren't keeping people from dying. And so that's when folks around the nation started coming together and having conversations about the best way to solve these problems. This training is a kind
0: of an endpoint of those discussions. And it has been going on here on a local scene for a number of years now, but, uh, maybe not the case around the country and we have seen uh, one particular uh very sad incident in uvalde yep. texas uh, where there was an active shooter and unfortunately it went on for quite a bit uh, longer than anyone could have hoped um i guess w- we can talk about that a little bit sure this is not is this mandatory training in minnesota or is this elective something that the departments just do uh to get together
1: you know, I can't. <clears throat> excuse me. I can't speak for law enforcement and fire. For EMS, it is not a required training at the state level. Um, it is a required training for our agency. So all staff eventually go through this because of the sporadic nature of the training. We can't always get people in as quickly as we'd like, mm-hmm. but uh, um, it is required for us. I think a lot of agencies, fire and EMS, and and, and law enforcement have recognized that. They're probably not as prepared as they would like to be for these types of events. So they do, um, a- at least at the agency level, require some training in various types.
0: You know, I, <clears throat> speaking of Avaldi, I don't, uh, I guess I don't want to pass judgment on them because I really don't know too much about that particular situation. Right. But it seems like. Uh, that could, a lot of people are saying that could have been handled quite a bit better, and uh, perhaps they didn't have training that we've had here. Um, just from what you've seen on the surface, I don't know if you want to comment on that at all. But sure, uh, yeah, tell I've, us about I've, um,
1: it. I've I've been to Uvalde. First of all, it's a beautiful place, beautiful people. It's been many years since I was there. Um, it's a beautiful part of Texas, as you know. That's home state for me. Um, I have not read any after-action reviews and any great detail, but I can tell you that based on what I've heard from the media and having conversations with colleagues in various public safety disciplines, there were some failures here. Uh, obviously, that that uh, things that should not have occurred, you know, the first, I believe, was a law enforcement response was uh, uh, held back for whatever reason. We, we don't really know all the details, I don't think, and I don't know that we ever will, but Um, uh, You know, law enforcement officers that I've talked to across the state have said this looks to be a failure of their response capability. I think there was a failure of pre-planning and pre-training, so I don't think these disciplines work together. So law enforcement, fire, EMS, the uh, the, uh, uh, federal and state agencies that were there, I don't know that they had come together to train and prepare for this. And then lastly, I don't know that there was any training or concept of Unified Command and how they would make that work together. As you and I were talking earlier, in an event such as this, Unified Command is absolutely essential. It's a three-legged stool that supports the weight of the entire operation, and those three legs are law enforcement, fire service, and EMS. And if you pull any one of those legs off of that stool, it's not going to support, it's not going to stand. And you have to have those three representatives from those three disciplines standing in close proximity, having a conversation with each other. How are we going to solve this problem together? Law enforcement can neutralize the threat, but they can't move patients in large numbers. Fire can la- move patients in large numbers, but they're not necessarily great at getting patients to the hospitals and treating them along the way. So each one of us brings to the table or brings to that operation a certain skill set that we're experts at, but we also can't do that in a compartmentalized parochial fashion. We have to work together. And I
0: don't think that occurred in Uvalde. It, it uh, from what I understand, uh, as far as your training goes, it goes, uh, This training exercise that you held Saturday went beyond that because there were law enforcement uh, agencies from really all over. Uh, It's going to take a number of agencies and emergency medical services, not just one, one department or one particular branch. How many did you have there? Who all was there? You know, I can't give you the exact number of students. I, last time
1: I looked at the roster, it was 42, but I think we had more than that. So we mm-hmm. had uh, law enforcement agencies from Northfield, Faribault, Lonsdale, Fillmore County, uh, Minnesota State Patrol. There was a trooper there. We love to see them there because they're all over the state and they're out and about, and they might be in Northfield or Dundas or Lonsdale, wherever something were to happen. Um, There was uh, our EMS agency, and there were several fire agencies represented, Northfield, Near Strand, um, Lonsdale Fire, had a couple of folks there. So this, we we draw students from all over the region. Uh, It's a a regionally funded training. It's paid for by, the the equipment's paid for by grants, and instructors are either paid by their home agency or they volunteer their time. And um, we we do that because, like you said, Heaven forbid! If this were to happen in Northfield, we don't have the resources in Northfield to manage anything of a large scale. We're going to call for assistance, whether that's law enforcement or fire or EMS. That's not uncommon already um, in EMS, just because of the you know the volume that we have and the, the nomadic nature of our service. Um, but uh, we want. You know, the next town over in the next town or the next county that comes to help us, we want them to have the same operating understanding, the same operational view, if you will, uh, of what we're doing so that we're all able to work together. We don't, we don't want the first time you see this.
0: To be the first time you've been exposed to it <laughs> mm-hmm. let's uh let's talk about the tr- the training exercises itself. can you kind of walk us through what the day was was like sure and maybe explain the roles of uh you know who's uh, going to be in charge uh at what time and where are they going to be in charge and right. uh, can
1: walk us through that so the so the day itself so so I should back up a little bit it it there's the law enforcement fire and ems instructors that are there but this is also heavily supported by various emergency managers from the different counties in the southeast region so without their help and support we wouldn't be able to pull this off we also need that host who's willing to sponsor the training in this case it was northfield schools and and thanks to dr hillman and his staff uh, very gracious and and uh having us there the the day itself is starts off with a um a safety check and a in a in briefing, if you will, to kind of explain what the day is going to look like and uh, uh, make sure that we're doing everything in a safe fashion. We have a few hours of lecture, which can be a little bit boring and monotonous as, as lectures are prone to be. But then for the most part, uh, the rest of the day is spent doing actual um, what we would call live fire training exercises using simulated uh, marking rounds out of uh, weapons. Um, And that takes probably three to four hours to pull off the scenarios. And we increase the complexity of those scenarios as we go throughout the day. So we we look kind of at a crawl, walk, run mentality. We want them to crawl first and then be able to walk through and then be able to run through these scenarios. And they have uh, the complexity gets uh, increases with each evolution so that by the end of the day, there's a lot of things thrown at the students, but they've, they, they can now step back and use all the things that they learned earlier in the day, take all the tools out of their toolbox to solve this problem. And, and by the end of the day, there's a huge difference. It's a very noticeable difference in their ability to manage these, imp- these, um, incidents.
0: I, I really just find that whole thing fascinating. I would imagine, <laughs> you know, starting off with uh, uh, just a couple of hours of uh, lecturing, and then uh, by the end of the day, going into an active uh, shooter situation—that right, right. uh, that's quite a transition. Yeah, it for, is for one well, day. And,
1: and we we break it down into its constituent parts. You know, we we tell them you have to have A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z in place. These are your fundamental tasks and skills that you need to employ. And those tasks and skills form the basis of the tactics that are used, and that tactics helps us employ a strategy to solve the problem. So it's it's very much a building
0: blocks um, uh, package, if you will. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned you know the, the three legged stool with the uh, police, fire, and EMS services, uh, but. Another, there's kind of a fourth leg involved, or the p- potentially would be, with the school itself. Uh, the students are in there, the school personnel. Do they have a role in this, where they're personnel from the school district, uh, g- given any instruction at all? Good. Yeah, so, um, so for the training day,
1: uh, the school is there to help us manage the logistics, let us into parts of the mm-hmm. building, so forth and so on. But they also want to see and understand better what it is public safety does so that they're able to support us if this were to be an actual event in a command role in the initial few moments it's unlikely anyone from the school would be intimately involved with what's going on in the command Mm -hmm. functions or the actual response functions they're going to be close and we want them there to be able to answer questions and help us out Uh, for instance being able to see the camera system being able to access parts of the building that we might not otherwise be able to access For the day, for the training day, we also have a lot of role players. I think we had somewhere north of 20 role players for this training day. And I'm not sure where all they came from. I heard from as far away as North Branch and and, um, uh, other parts of the southeast region. So I I think some of them were college students. I'm not even sure who all they were. My son was one of the role players. Uh, This was his third event. He he loves coming to help with these, and he's gotten quite good at it. And, um, you know, unfortunately, as a parent – Um, I hate to say it, but I want him to know what's going on too. I want him to be able to protect himself if this were to happen at his school. How old is he? He's 13.
0: 13. Okay. So that's, uh, uh, still a very young age. Yeah. And,
1: and, um, his, um, where he goes to school, they, they had a threat, um, a year or so ago. And, um, as a parent and being, knowing what I know, that was, there was some sleepless nights involved with that. And, um. Fortunately, I think it was resolved peacefully and without any uh, uh, long-term problems. But, you know, I I, I don't think my parents ever had to worry about that when I went to school. They had to worry about me skipping school and going fishing. But uh, these days as parents, we have a, a a lot of different worries that
0: yeah and I don't this, like yeah and we have seen incidents like this uh whether it be involving in s- schools or or some other type of public uh domain public place um uh, nobody's immune it could happen anywhere right Man, Right. Wow. we were just talking about uh buffalo
1: new york you mm-hmm. went into the grocery store and how horrific that was um the good thing about our training is that it's applicable in almost any environment. I can't think of an environment where it wouldn't work. Um, it, You know, obviously if you take something like Las Vegas, it's a lot more complicated because you have an active threat that's difficult to mitigate, um, mm-hmm. difficult to contain, uh, and has a full field of fire over hundreds of thousands of people. Um, but this, this training would work for just about every encounter we could possibly have.
0: The, um, You would mentioned this is a recurring thing. Uh, For some reason, I thought it was like four times a year that this happens. I don't know if that's the exact count or not, but how often do you have this? So this will be, I think,
1: Northfield is our second or third time since we resumed post-COVID. Okay. Um, Okay. We started doing this, I think the planning started in 2015, and we started delivering our first classes in 2016 in, in the southeast region um and then obviously in 2020 21 and and most of 22 we weren't doing any training at all simply because um we didn't have time the covid was a problem and the isolation and and the um uh, you know the lockdowns and so forth we just weren't able to do the training um four times a year is probably a would be a good goal but i you know, it, it depends on the request that we get, who wants the training, who's able to sponsor it, if we can get instructors together to do it. We do travel. Um, we're we're going to be in Wasika in March, and then we're going to be in Houston County in April. Um, not looking forward to Houston County. That's about a three-hour drive, and we have to be there at six in the morning, so <laughs> you can do the math at what time we have to get up and, and head out. Yep. But uh, yeah, so we've uh, done this in Lake City. We've done it in Faribault. Um, I think we've been in Wasika already. I'm not sure, um, or maybe Morristown. Uh, I can't remember all the places mm-hmm. we've been, but yeah, we do it the same way every time, and and um, we get great feedback from the students. A lot of them are, you know, it's very eye-opening for them, especially the fire and EMS folks. They've never been exposed to a hostile or a threat environment, so it's different. And we, they leave there with a with a, a better faith and confidence in their law enforcement.
0: Colleagues that they will protect them should the need arise. Mm -hmm. Uh, once again, Brian Edwards uh, from Northfield Hospital and Clinic's Emergency Medical Services is with us. We're talking about some uh, a training exercise that they held here in Northfield over the weekend at the Northfield Middle School. If you noticed a lot of vehicles and a lot of activity out there, it was a training exercise uh, last Saturday. Uh, Tex, is there anything else uh, you'd like to mention about that, anything that the public should know uh, uh, about uh, either the training exercise or just the uh, the reality of the threat? The
1: threat's real, unfortunately. The world's filled with evil people, and we've seen that time and time again. Uh, I, I wish we didn't have to plan for this. There are a lot of other problems I would rather solve than this one, but it's one that's out there. It's one we need to solve. We are fortunate that in our area, uh, in, in the, especially in the city of Northfield, uh, Chief Mark Elliott with the police department, Chief Tom Nelson with NAFERS, uh, myself, we have a, um, a shared belief that we need to do this. That this is the right thing to do. That we need to be prepared. And we all hope and pray that we never have to deal with this. But um, I, I think we're ready. I think we're prepared. Um, the other takeaway from the training is a, a lot of the principles, principles, especially the working together concept and the unified command concept. We can apply those to everything that we do. Every, all of our day-to-day incidents, we can we can use those fundamentals. Um, but, um, yeah, we're very appreciative to Northfield schools for hosting and, and giving us the opportunity. The, the middle school was a great place to practice a lot of complexity in that school. So it was good for all of us and the students.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Text was much appreciated. Uh, and, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll never have to uh, put that to use. I hope so too. But we wish you, uh, the best success if something like that would happen. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, once again, uh, Brian Edwards from Northfield's, uh, emergency medical services.